Play the game of microphones. You win or you die. From within the house of black and white, it's Sir Duncan and Lady Rachel. Well met and welcome to Game of Microphones. I'm Lord Sterling, Sir Duncan the Fearsome, flanked to my left <laughs> by my co-host, Archmaster Stitches from the Luminescent Citadel on the Siren Isle. What's going oh. on? Ah, uh, it's the end. It's the end. It's hard to believe, but it's actually here, huh? It's over, man. Uh, what an episode. Uh, what did you think? Do you like it? I think I'm still shaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just... I don't know. Oh, man, I'm speechless. I, it was uh, it was really good. I mean, how, how else do you do something like that, really? I mean, tie up all those threads. Uh, try not to feel fan service-y, but obviously not. I mean, I really thought it was going to be a really dark ending for a little bit. Especially in the beginning of the episode, I'm like, man, they're about they're about to go here. Yeah, to get real dark. <laughs> oh, this thing's about man. the end because all I kept thinking is that that saying you hear all the time: if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, that's so funny, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I did I've too. I thought our... they managed to wrap things up and pull things together pretty well. Surprisingly, and took you know different directions than I expected it to as well. As like the whole brand, the broken thing, I didn't see that right. coming. Yeah, and I love how uh, uh, already in the Facebook chat, uh, Bryson Wolf echoes my sentiments. I told that to my wife. I was like, Aria Columbus, <laughs> whenever oh, uh, yeah. she was setting right. still, I was like, she's going to go discover the new fucking world. Man, Makes sense awesome. following in the footsteps of the first Nymeria, who she was a big fan of. Um, who traveled west and landed in Dorne with a fleet of a you know like a hundred couple hundred ships or something like that? Yeah, in the old days, that was pretty cool. A few groups, real quick. This new sounds feed. good. Let's see, try to get some uh, more people on the horn. I got a man. I, I, Facebook chat too. Alicia Stout says still processing. I completely, completely. Sent them. I I just it's it's so hard to take in, man. But I did like my my wife's like stop. Like I just jumped off my couch when he impaled Danny. I was just like yes. Oh my god, dude! Like oh, it's so he, rewarding. Roos Bolted her, you know, like the way oh. Roos Bolton stabbed Rob, and the way that he got stabbed by Ramsey when like during an embrace. Uh, right, and then uh, oh, it was so so great that uh, he had he cradled her just like a Gret. Like they had that yeah. same angle and mm -hmm. everything on him. Like I told my wife, I was like, third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe right. The third one will work. <laughs> Poor and, guy. Uh, 
it was also remindful of that picture that that I posted on GOM a while back of the the creation of Lightbringer, uh, where John right. is stabbing Danny with Longclaw and holding yeah. her, and it was like that same position with the sword going vertically down, except it was his dagger and not Longclaw, <laughs> it, like mirrored yeah. that post almost exactly. It was mind blowing. Yeah, I remember. I was I was thinking about that too. I was like, oh, it's just like that uh, whole cleansing the blade. Um, but I was like, there's no way he's gonna be able to pull out Long Claw without her noticing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he needed that that shank, that <laughs> that stealth short yeah. blade. Oh my god, god that was crazy. That was so good though. So I love that conversation that he had with Tyrion leading up to that moment as well, where he asks him, you know, would you have done it about burning the city? And obviously, yeah. John wouldn't have, but like you said, he didn't want to say that and sound like he was betraying Danny. Right? He's like, oh you know <laughs> the answer. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, Gotta love Tyrion, dude, man. Tyrion's arc was so well, well put. Hey, got a visitor down there. Oh, what's up, man? What is going on? Can you hear Welcome me? to the show. Yes, we have Lord you. Zach of House Bruce joining us. Loud and clear, five by five, brother. What'd you think? How'd you like awesome. the episode? I really liked it a lot. It tied every, I mean, it was, I mean, it was just, it was satisfying. It, you know, it was everything kind of, all the loose ends pretty much got tied, except for who is Quaith. And <laughs> uh, it was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. I was, and it wasn't crazy, gut-wrenching, like I thought it might be. Yeah, not yeah. too bad. I mean, th there was a moment there for, for a second, I thought at the the very beginning, like she was about to roast Tyrion in front of her people, like yeah, I thought the so baptized too. traitors kind of thing by fire. Oh, oh man, so there was just so many moments that the show has just set you up to expect some shit like that to go down. Um, totally. How about yeah, that scene though with Danny and her big speech? We we see all the Unsullied lined up row by row, perfect uniform, and then the, the Dothraki chaos, and they're all cheering. And it looks up at this grand stairway. I don't remember this location. Do you guys remember where that is in King's Landing? Where she's given that speech with a destroyed entryway with a giant Targaryen flag hanging down on the left? Massive flag. I don't. I mean, not off. Not from any other scenes I can think of right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, I didn't first, recognize I, it. Because I mean, the the only other big platform we've ever seen like that was Septa Baylor, but that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> long gone. Yeah, and that's that was more like it had other buildings closer around it too. Like I have no that, idea where this was. Is that where they beheaded Ned? Uh, I don't. Because that was a big platform. That was in front of, that was yeah. in front of Septa Baylor. Oh, okay. All right. Oh yeah, because so. Arya was by the statue. I guess it's stage left. We just never seen it till now. It's the smaller stage since the yeah. pain we got <laughs> engulfed. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was crazy. Uh, what a what a set and what a like that giant Targaryen flag was just so cool. And then it, John is approaching and he's all mad. And you see Arya in the background and she's all mad. And John's walking up the Unsullied and she gets to the top where he can just see over the top of the stairs. And Danny's approaching after having landed on Drogon. And we get this shot where it's her, but Drogon's wings extend out from behind her a, big the black bat wings. Danny. <laughs> oh, bad Danny. <laughs> yeah, that's that what so I, cool. yeah. Uh, that was another one of my little girl f squeals went off. I was like, oh, that's epic <laughs> when that happened too. <laughs> totally epic. I was like, I know I'm supposed to be cheering right now, but that was epic. And that flag, like you said, you could tell it was like a sail. It looks like off of one of her ships. Oh, yeah. It, that makes it sense. Did, it, it doesn't look all pressed and proper like when they dropped the Winterfell banners. Uh, right, a few all the creases. 
Exactly. <laughs> it just looks like tack that sail off the ship up there. That's big enough to get the point across, you know? Yeah, totally. So what I would was... like to see the, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'd go like ahead. to see the off scene that we didn't like the meeting between uh, Grey Worm and her where, I mean, obviously he got the order to like kill these Lannister people. So they've talked and some, you know, the time frame is never linear and this kind of stuff. And like where we know what's going on, but I would yeah, yeah. have loved to see like a, an outtake of like how that went down where they both went. Do you see how, how, how well we did this? We sure did. We're awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. That would have been crazy to see. <laughs> because he was he was on fire, man. Like then his eyes when John uh when he when John grabbed his arm, you know, it's like, I don't have no problem spearing you too, dude. <laughs> dude, that was intense when John grabbed his arm and stopped him from trying to execute those soldiers and Davos had to remind John, like, hey, you're about to commit treason here. Like you might want to think about I'd this say- for a couple seconds. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say if we were, like, making a list, like, top three or whatever, like, one of my numbers would definitely be, like, the threads for if there was another season or, like, a, a future series, and one of them would be, like, that stare down right there, like, I still got your number, dude. Like oh, Between Grey Worm like, and John? Yes. Like, John, when he's John riding off like, to Noth? Yeah, and it's just it's just like let's let's go protect the place I said I would, you know, you know, that was my my In honor of my Sunday. Exactly, my my promise to her. But once we get that settled and taken care of, he might be resting one night and be like, you know what? I'm going back over there. I'm going to kill that fool. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So what sticks out to you, Lord Zach? What's out, what's out of your mind about this episode? Oh, man. It, I don't... I guess Trogon and... He, why didn't he burn John? I guess he just knew he wasn't mind. a threat. The way that I interpreted that was like he saw John cradling her and... Like didn't knew that his heart was true. Like he's a tar- Targaryen right. also, and he has this like connection with him. And mm-hmm. I felt like he he could tell his heart was true. And it, it was like in that moment he recognized that it was really the throne that killed Danny, and that like After, destroyed her. It was like it's her drive right. for that throne, and he just destroyed the throne as like out of anger, like that he knew it was that object that was down Danny's downfall. I also thought in that moment, like he was going to extend his neck, and freaking John was going to mount that dragon afterwards. I like, know, just I a, thought so before too. You, before you see the claws pick up Danny, there's like this second of like, oh my god, he, they pull back on the camera, and I'm like, he's about to mount the freaking dragon. I mean, what better way to be like, nah, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, and it's known like it is known. You know, when uh, when a king yeah. dies, Targaryen dies with a dragon. Uh, oftentimes, their dragon will end up with a new rider if there's one worthy of the beast. Basically, like Valyrian. He's, he's going to go drop red. her bodies in the fires of Valyria, and she's going to walk back like the Stone Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how crazy is that? He like goes off to some like dragon Lazarus pit and like revives. I her really or something. think that's where he took her, though. It looked like that's what they were getting at. He's going to yeah. take her to old Valyria. He seems like he has some kind of like connection with old Valyria, you know. Well, so I felt like that would make sense. Yeah, my wife was. We were sitting there talking. I was like, "We well, got to remember, we saw him flying in the background back when Jorah and Tyrion were in that boat going through there. You could see him flying. Yeah. So it's like he knows that place and he knows it well. And that's where so, Danny's family comes from too. The correct the blood so of bring old her Valyria. back to an ancestral home. Ah, oh, so good, so good, man. Just so good. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of this episode. And we saw, we saw John reunited with Ghost, which made me yeah. happy. You What's know, really especially... funny is he's been sharing all those memes, like uh, Kit Harrington. 
like he's been sharing all the memes on his social profiles about like not hugging the dog really you know like in the back of his head yeah in the back of his head he's like wait till they see the end yeah <laughs> probably i always haters. see posts by kit harrington but i always think it's like that fake account you know so i never know which one yeah. is like his real account it probably, it probably is <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny though yeah i mean we you know we're all complaining that he didn't nuzzle him or something but they went up face to face this time and like and ghost like nudged him and knocked him to the side which was hilarious good to see those two old boys together again you know riding north at the end his dire wolf when he's king beyond the wall yeah lord johnny of uh house store had predicted that this is how it would end with john north beyond the wall with ghost and I was like, I was really skeptical of that because I just couldn't see anything that happy <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? But uh, I guess we got nice, lucky though. and we got some, you know, that was pretty awesome. Like you said, King in the North. I feel like that was Bran's plan. Send him North, he'll end up King beyond the wall. And uh, so now there's three Stark monarchs. There's Bran, the Broken in the South, Sansa, the Queen in the North, and John, the King beyond the wall, probably. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. God, it was so yeah, good. It, and it, you're I right. Mean, I mean, this Stark's got the stranglehold now on the whole continent. <laughs> yeah, totally. What were you going to say, Zach? But I mean, it's, I mean, it is still a monarchy, but it's, it's sort of like a representative republic chosen monarchy. Which, uh, I mean, I guess the lords and the high lords and ladies aren't really selected by the people. But <laughs> at least the six slower kingdoms are having some form of representative democracy. <laughs> right. It's sort of it's sort of representative. The people don't I don't guess get a direct vote in who their lord is, but the lord speaks for the people or represents them right. in the choosing of the monarch there at the dragon pit every time. He said brand till you know, from this day to your last day. So it is a I guess sort of a lifetime appointment. But it's a little bit more representative than what they had before with it being ancestral. Yeah, it's still a kingship, but not a hereditary kingship. It's more like you're elevated to king by merit, um, at least right. according to certain so people. <laughs> you could pretty much uh, write into your local, instead of your local congressman or senator, you write into your local lord to have your <laughs> land to be like, this king next term needs to, like, some, yeah, this is not going to work. Next time, don't do a Stark. <laughs> pass yeah. it on to your ancestors <laughs> or your uh, your children. Now, I thought it was really cool too that they made that they did that. They created something completely different because they bring up like what we have, you know, uh, chosen by the people, and everybody laughs at Sam. Oh yeah, that they, was so they, funny. They laugh. They laugh at Edmure, you know, because like I'll when be they the laughed at king. Sam there. Sorry to cut you off, there, but the, when they no, laughed no. at Sam there, I feel like that was like a bit of like meta commentary like sam's like well the people could have a vote you know and it's like too easy like that would be yeah, like, exactly. too, yeah. so everybody laughs and it's like the it's like hbo laughing at us like Haha, you thought we were really gonna make it that easy like <laughs> so many of you suggested it but it would just be so you know far too simplistic for it to Crazy. happen that quickly yeah and, for there to be a par parliament already like yeah that that was funny though brienne uh, i guess her father, Selwyn, is dead at this point for, for some yeah, reason because so she's, she's like voting at the table. Yeah, and uh, so that was cool. Brienne is now the the Lord of the King, Lord Commander of the King's Guard, and um, yep. I paused the the screen to look at what she'd written about Jamie. And she gave him good credit for his exploits, saying that he tricked the Unsullied into attacking Casterly Rock, sacrificing his childhood home for a more strategic victory. Um, that he outwitted the Targaryen army at the, the 
the, the loot train battle, basically the golden train battle, like they called it or something like that, and managed to, um, you know, get all the gold back to, to um, King's Landing. And that uh, she listed all this good stuff, you know, died or sacrificed his hand to to do whatever to save, um, you know, some some purpose. I can't remember what exactly it said at this moment, but she gave him good credit, as even though he broke her heart and abandoned her at the end. And I thought it was really big of her to. Um, be telling it like it is. Um, well, it shows you how important that impressive. bath scene still still was to her from way back when. Like a him, just at odds with the fact that he's never going to be seen as a good person. So yeah, here it is. Took River Run from the Tully Rebels without loss of life. Impressive. Lured the Unsullied into attacking Casterly Rock, sacrificing his childhood home in service to a greater strategy. Outwitted the Targaryen forces to seize Highgarden. Fought at the Battle of the of the Gold Road bravely, narrowly escaping death by dragonfire. Pledged himself to the forces of men and and rode north to aid um, in the battle at Winterfell, and uh, died protecting his queen. So he got his page filled out with some noble deeds in the end, which I thought was good, considering that the last line before uh, before he had seen the book the last. You know, last time we saw the white book, it was um, what was it? Forever known, forever fourth known as the Kingslayer. <laughs> you know, it didn't have quite a good ring to it. So, I was happy about so that. Do you, so, I've already seen when I was sharing some stuff earlier, people uh, already saying something like Bran is uh, Bran's evil, right? Like that he saw all this happening and now he's the king. <laughs> yeah, he, I was thinking he just <laughs> like he knew Danny was gonna go crazy and all this shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, all I really have to do is sit back and let other people do stuff for me, and I'll be the king. <laughs> you go there, do this. You're exactly where you need to be. Perfect. <laughs> he's, he's like, why do you think I came all this way? <laughs> like, oh my god, I couldn't believe that when that happened. So epic. Tyrion was was fantastic in this episode as well. Peter Dinklage, his performances during that scene when he nominates Bran the Broken was amazing, and um, his demeanor and expressions. And oh man, I was really sad that there was this moment that was supposed to be really epic during that speech where he's like, well, what is the most, what unites people, right? And he said, a story, nothing like an amazing story to unite people. And he was talking about Bran, but for a moment there, it was supposed to be meta commentary about the the awesome fan base and everything and the love for Game of Thrones that this fantastic story has united all these people, oh, yeah. you know? But I felt like that was tarnished by the fans and their, like, ungrateful reactions of the past few weeks to uh, all the hard work that's been put into this show. I mean, you know, they may not have made decisions that you wanted to see happen. They may not have executed things um, as, you know, as well as you'd hoped for, but they were, they didn't have material and they worked a lot really, really hard to give us what they gave us. And we should be thankful, I think. And you know that, I mean, there's no way that George did not know this was going to go down to, Right. And I'm pretty sure if he was going to be sitting there with those guys and was just like, this is absolute garbage. What are y'all thinking? That they would be like, all right, well, let's let's workshop this a little bit then. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I I mean, we still got the books coming. If Danny doesn't go mad in those and something happens different, great. But as far as an end to this show, not from the source material, I like it. I mean, yeah, I me too. Hell of a job. It, they even the last scene is right there north of the wall where the first scene opens up. I know, you know full circle, the trees man. and everything. So that that's that's epic, man. I can't. Uh, I I love it. I mean, I'm 
I'm super just sit back, kind of a little brokenhearted that there won't be an episode next Sunday or next two years or whenever the, the spinoff series starts. So, I mean, there's an emptiness from that. But as far as the story as a whole and not some personal side to it, I'm I'm very, like, pleased with everything. I love the fact that we got to see Braun again. I was really getting nervous there until the end. Like, well, we're just not going to close his story up. He just <laughs> oh walked out God. of Winterfell. We don't Lord see of him High Garden, and Warden of the like, East. Um, what are all his Lord of Lofty titles Davos called him? What was the, what was the grammar line he said? Oh, yeah, yeah. We know he's the master of grammar, too. <laughs> 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 Dude, that was so good. Um, I was so happy to see that he finally got his castle, man. I'm, that's all I wanted from the series. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hound didn't make it, but at least Bronn got his castle. And Tyrion... <laughs> Tyrion even brings it up. He says, Sir Bronn, do you, uh, is your, is your, uh, the debt, the crown owes you been paid? Yeah. Yep. That was so funny. That was so nice. great. How are you feeling about the way they wrapped everything up, Zach? I know that you were, you've been pretty, like, pretty hyped about this season as well. Um, just like Johnny and I, we've, we've enjoyed, been enjoying it thoroughly. Um, so how do you, th- how do you think they wrapped it up? I mean, they did, I think they did a really good job. Uh, it was very solid. Um, it was, you know, some people are going to say it was predictable, but I mean, Arya killing the night keep predictable. Uh, Rhaegal getting shot out of the sky with sniper precision was not predictable. Danny, <laughs> Danny also defeating, not but... right? Um, <laughs> Danny, Danny totally burning the Iron Fleet with one dragon, no problem. Um, defeating all of the defenses of King's Landing that wasn't predictable to me, um, with one dragon and then her, you know, burning, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of civilians was very unpredictable. So there was plenty of unpredictability in this season as a whole. Um, oh, yeah. not really you so much only, oh, I'm sorry. Very good. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a ton of unpredictability. I don't think in this episode, I, I mean, Bran, being king, I mean, over to me, I was very surprised when Tyrion was talk doing these talk about you know the power of a good story. It's right, like, I, who has the best story? And he says, "Brand the Broken." I was like, "Whoa!" I had ruled that Whoa. out too because he was not Lord of Winterfell. Right, and I mean, going for what you're saying, Zach, is the really the only way to predict this ending is to is based off the last episode. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, Duncan, I. I texted him last night because I was just like laying up thinking about it, trying to write scripts for Cyber Renaissance. And I was like, dude, what if they do like a parliament thing? Like just sending him messages. <laughs> what if, I mean, I see John like stabbing Danny. That'd be cool. So, I'm like, I damn mean, it, Johnny, uh, I'm I, trying to play I, Dark Souls. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was really excited that, you know, a, a couple of those, my, those things came through, but it wasn't predictability because if I would have had that conversation with him two weeks ago, it would have been completely different. Totally like, different. I wouldn't have imagined Johnny, I mean, uh, Johnny, John killing Danny, uh, you know, two weeks ago because there had been no reason to do it. So right. like that that art yeah. you posted that you were talking about earlier, like, oh, that's really cool. Like him bathing his blade in her blood. and Totally different context. why would that even happen right now? And then after last week, it's like, okay, yeah, coming out of the previous episode, it's it's somewhat not easy, but you could get an idea of how this series will end. There's no way you could have done that at the beginning of the series. So I'm completely with you, Zach. That's a, it's been a very unpredictable and a, um, the only thing, my only major complaint about this 
about the series and I'm and I'm not alone unfortunately it's, it's just the pacing and what can you do with what little time you have um, sure that's about it it does it, it is very like you know even in this episode three weeks later you know like <laughs> like yeah just those kind of things that uh, oh yeah I had said like to you I, last night imagine if it started off with like 15 years later or something <laughs> right funny. like a, a true epilogue kind of thing yeah. I, I yeah, well on on that note I told Amy that like right when he goes ask me in 10 years I'm like watch the screen's gonna go black and go 10 years later <laughs> yeah no wasn't yeah, worth I thought it we might get a time jump <laughs> yeah we, uh, we got a little one but not a, not a very big one mm -mm. let's see I'm trying to get some comments up here Man, how gnarly was the visual effects when Drogon melted the Iron Throne? Oh, man, that was so cool. He started, like, going all around at first and then just started yeah. blasting it. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, the graphics were yeah, great. He was basically, he, basically, he undid what Balerion, because it said that the, the Iron Throne was made uh, from the swords of Aegon's uh, fallen enemies, but made with uh Valerian's dragon fire. Mm -hmm. He heated it up and yeah, enough to bend it, it and mold it. Totally. But you're you're right, that look of like the edges of it just crumpling over yes. man. Oh so epic. And it's really cool too because it's like if she can't have it, nobody will. Like that's yep. what we were here for. Um because, Rosanna I mean, he, What does Brand sit on his wheelchair? I guess that's it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's his throne. The first <laughs> wheeling throne. Uh, Rosanna yeah. Corleone says, why didn't anyone say when they were deciding who was going to rule that John was the actual heir to the throne? <laughs> I guess that probably, that, I guess that would have been a, con a continuation of the wheel that they were right. trying to break. Um, but, you know, it's a valid question, totally. I guess he's going to go would, north of the wall, find him a wildling redhead, and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, third time's a charm. Um, I guess the some people thinking that none of Varys's birds uh, with the the message about John got off. I mean, that sort nobody mentioning it. Maybe nobody. Maybe none of the ravens got off. Nah, they got off. He was writing them all day. They definitely got I thought off. So too. But you know, like I but, guess they can all get behind the idea of starting fresh after the destruction well, at that, King's Landing. Think about yeah. receiving that raven if you're like. Uh, uh, Titty sucking Robin Aaron grown up. Uh, imagine <laughs> <laughs> that guy made it. That guy made it through Game of Thrones, everybody. That guy. Oh my God. Sweet Robin, the, the feeble, survived. <laughs> anyway, imagine him oh. and like, uh, uh, what's his face? Shit. Just lost it. Sir, uh, leader of the Knights of the Veil. Vale. Man. Oh, um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Royce. I know who you're talking about. Royce. Royce. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Imagine them getting that raven and saying, oh, look. Oh, great. Another Targaryen. Awesome. You know, like, John's a true Targaryen. And, I mean, it's it's one of those things that just depending on how the person would have received that message from various, like, would they have been super really thrilled, like, ready to rise up in that moment? Or just like, well, okay. But he's in love with that girl. So, they're going to, yeah, they're going to rule together. They would have been like what the fans were speculating. So, uh, yeah. I think it's really cool that they went with this whole break the wheel thing. That way, I know she's a tyrant or went down a tyrant, but that way her conquest wasn't for nothing. I mean, yeah. look at King Robert. He didn't want to rule. Look how that worked. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, things are at peace, even without Danny having to reign with fire and blood. You know, like the, the six kingdoms are united. The North is an ally. 
Beyond the Wall, the Wildlings with John, are they seem cool up there as well. There's going to be like a Pax Westerosi, I think, for a time being. Uh, you know, for the time being, uh, a play on Pax Romana, which was like a famous period of peace in ancient Rome. Um, so on I think that YouTube, it ended up pretty well. Uh, YouTube, uh, Anthony Chilato says, John's not coming back, right? I was like, I think that's what that little half smile was when he looked back at the gate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm that was here. Bran's plan, too, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, Bran knew that. It was <laughs> um, Princess Sarah says, I was so worried we wouldn't see Ghost again. They kept showing John walking around at the wall, and I was like, where is Ghost? <laughs> Finally, we got some good Ghost action, though. Like, good interaction with John and seeing them riding together and, like, you know, I was really happy about that. It was cool seeing Tormund. Is he, like, <laughs> Lord Commander of the Night's Watch now or something? He was at Castle Black, right? Was that Castle Black or was that, like, a different castle yep. or... It looked like half a castle black that wasn't buried by snow and ice. Uh, Lady Sarah of House Larkham says Danny's outfit was like Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, it really was. That's a, awesome. Like a, a white version of it. Yeah, that's that's true. Oh man, she was bad, but she was bad, but she looked so good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what is this? So, do y'all remember um, before the season came out, one of the visual effects guys? said something about there was going to be a lot of, I don't know if he said ghost action, but there's going to be a lot of dire wolf. Y'all remember there was a story that came out. Hmm. Like, I mean, it was hmm. several months before the season started, but I mean, overall, no, no Nymeria, no super wolf pack coming in True. to fight the undead or there. Were, I mean, and ghost was, he rode, he rode off with Jorah at the beginning of the battle of Winterfell and that's the only digitally put next did. to Jorah. Yeah. You got a really cool <laughs> snarl so, in that scene, at least. <laughs> I mean, um, the direwolves were Ooh. not featured in this season. I mean, yeah. at, at all, really. Disappointing for sure. Definitely. I wanted Heather, ice spiders. I would have taken ice spiders. Hel uh, Heather Hildebrand says, I think at this point, Westeros has had enough of the Targaryens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you could. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. Especially after that King's Landing thing. I'm pretty sure it's a name you don't want to bring up anymore. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, God. Yeah, they're done with the Targs at this point for sure. Um, Eber Panda Akoa says, Bittersweet seeing John in the Night's Watch again. It really was, huh? So crazy. Yeah. Stancha C. Hall. Yeah, what's up, man? Stancha says, I have been paying attention, and there was a happy ending. Ramsey was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like one of these faces. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, that's pretty mind blowing, Stancha. At least, uh, you know, I, I, I'm happy with the ending. I hope you're happy with uh, the happiness of the ending too. It wasn't quite as um, bittersweet as I, as I thought it was going to be. I think the, you know, they were thinking that oh, Danny's going to die and it's going to be bittersweet. But after seeing her go mad, it's like nobody's really that upset about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Patrick today yeah, says John versus Grey Worm. Who wins? What do you guys think? We didn't get our John versus Grey Worm show showdown that we predicted. I, I think if he if Grey Worm's not in that uh berserker mode, I think it could be John just because he's got that 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 ability. I think, but I think with when in the moment 
like right there at the boat. Like if he would have jumped off that boat with John still being all defeated and confused, John would be toast. <laughs> but like if you set if you set them up from here on out, like a you know a good three or four months from now, I could you know John finally getting his bearings back, finding his reasoning for living and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, but I mean if they're you go up against him in that mode he was in in the last episode or at Angel the beginning of, of this mode. episode, you're screwed, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I put my money on John. He, oh, you know, really? Just, yeah, I mean, a more, I don't know, more all-around swordsman. I mean, the Unsullied are trained in what? Short sword, spear, and seems like there's one other thing but in books. But that's the thing, though. Like, how are you going to even get past the reach of his spear? You know, like, I'm as big of John backer as anybody, but I I don't know. Like, you could never get get to me if I was holding a spear. You know what I mean? I've well, held a cool. hockey stick. I mean, like, no. The mountain got close closer than Oberon's spear. I mean, it kept him to a distance somewhat, but a more powerful, skilled swordsman can, def- you know, get inside of a, a spear, and then the spear yeah. has a severe disadvantage. Yeah, true. If they can it, get are they fighting? The are they fighting in close quarters like Barris and Selmy and Grey Worm? Right, that's but the thing Grey too. Worm, Grey Worm held his own with that spear in the in the close quarters. Even so, in close quarters, I mean, impressive. And we've seen John do, yeah. But we've we've seen John do a pretty good bit of work outside of his sword play too, like you know his headbutts and his like leg sweeps and I (laughs) I think he's yeah he's resourceful enough to freaking for I think it'd be an epic battle. I don't think it'd be easy at all. He killed Stir Uh, the Magnar of Then with a hammer that was just like chilling, you know, like a blacksmithing hammer. (laughs) Right, that's right. He's very resourceful, like you mentioned. So I I think he'd be <laughs> Rock climbing, Ex- wall climbing skills. <laughs> Especially if he's got to defend skills. somebody, you know. Yeah, uh, but like if he had to defend somebody, like like so, say he's charging at him, and if if he dies, like in that moment right there, it might have been a good fight. Like say if I kill this dude, and that's a wave, but those other on Saul would have dropped him. But if he's in a situation where he's got to, you know, kill Grey Worm to, you know, save somebody or go to the next objective, I, yeah, my money is definitely on John. Very that dude with a mission is unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, so is Grey Worm, though. I mean, he's surpassed all the odds. Uh, it's a really tough question. I'd be interested to see how Grey Worm ranks in the all-time greatest fighters of the, the Well, the, the good news <laughs> is the way they l- ended on their looks, if there were to be some kind of, like, movie <laughs> or some yeah, kind of Yeah, if they run into each other by accident. <laughs> somehow. They totally set that up, you know, for yeah. a fight. Grey They're Worm not going to shake not. each other's hands and be like, you know what? Bye, <laughs> yeah. brother. Grey Worm's like, fuck that guy. Um, Dude, a really, good, a really good fight would be Oberyn versus Grey Worm. Oh, yeah, that's true. I I would give Oberyn the edge, though, because he's just so fast. Um Lord and Johnny of House Store says all the spoilers were wrong except for Rhaegal getting killed and Mel getting her and someone getting Missandei. Her? Oh, Mel Missande, uh, yeah. Missande getting her head cut off. All other spoilers were wrong. That is great to hear. That's so cool. They probably filmed a bunch of scenes that were fake to throw people off and intentionally leaked the fake footage. I mean, that's what I would have done create my yeah. own spoilers like Tyrion with it where he's sending one piece of information to Pycelle, another piece of information to to uh you know Varys and everything and sees what leaks out where <laughs> you control yeah. the information yeah. flow you know that's pretty slick mm-hmm. how yeah. uh, how awesome was it when John was walking into the 
Red Keep or wherever to go confront Danny. He's walking and then the snow or ash starts to move. And I was thinking it was crumbling. Dude, that was such but oh. it was on moving. Oh man, that was great. That was and like top like, ten series moments. Yeah, yeah. They just curled back it, up like a cat and let him go. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, it's just John. You can smell that Targaryen blood. And like we like we said, when he, you know, John kills his mom, I think that Drogon was just like, couldn't have hey, been him. You know. Speaking of Drogon, what does Bram want to do with this dragon man? I know. Oh man. <laughs> it doesn't like uh. he wants to kill it. So in the books, you and you get like a little bit of inside info. When Bran is warging into things, like when they're in the in the tower and the fight with the wildlings is going on outside, and there's a storm and they're worried that Hodor, because he starts Hodoring, Hodor, Hodor. They're worried that they're gonna he's gonna alert the the people right. to their presence, right? The wildlings. So he wargs into Hodor, and we learn that Hodor like fights back. And there's another example in the books. So when you try to warg into whether it's like a shadow cat or a, a bear, a snow bear, or a person, like, they they will fight it. And um, so Bran, if he were to warg into Drogon, it would be interesting to know how much of a fight Drogon put up. And then mm-hmm. if, if Bran succeeds, whether or not Drogon would be willing to accept Bran as being part of his system and, like, roll with it. You know what I mean? Like, if, whether or not they would be symbio- there would right. be symbiosis between the two. It would be I an interesting Drogon- concept. Sitting up on like a rock, and as a raven like gets near him, he's just like splat. <laughs> like I can't find Drogon. Have y'all seen him? Because I can't get near him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just, like the Beatles. Oh yeah, oh, I'm not gonna him, lie. So when he was pulling the rocks off of Jamie and Cersei in that one moment where he starts slamming the rock in anger, I went. Smash the Beatles. <laughs> like, really? Right now? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect time. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Heather Hildebrand says, I needed someone to call John Lord Commander. I needed to see John get some reward for all this shit he's gone through. The man has died for his cause, it. fought in every war, and all he gets is sent to the wall as a ranger. Fair. I, well, I think that he's going to be king beyond the wall i think that was brand's intention basically because yeah, um, he knows john is done with structure and he like he's gonna do, well, go to his own thing o- i think and the only thing that the thread that would have held on me is like you can come visit me and she's like ah no i'm gonna go discover new worlds like, okay i'll just go up north then and <laughs> yeah aria columbus <laughs> Oh yeah, we forgot to mention Johnny's store points out that Bran or Bron, sorry, Bran, Bron, Pycel, Martel, Tyrell, <laughs> all similar names. Bron is now master of coin. <laughs> Imagine how much he's looting. Oh my god. Dude. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but you pay off somebody like that with as much as he's got. I mean, he's a reasonable he's been poor long enough to probably respect it more than, you know. True, Some true. People. That's a good point. If he My was question, serious about it, he did seem serious about it. Like he was asking like realistic questions for the position and stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Who was who was between Sam and uh, Edmir? Was that like the new Frey, or who was that guy? Yeah, I'm not sure. He I think all the Freys are gone. But uh, enough to be a Frey, and he's in that. By the Riverlands, if they were kind of sitting in some sort of order, I don't know. It was yeah, not sure. Th- I got the obviously the guy from Dorne just because of his robe. His outfit. But yeah. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Who's On this the other dude? side of Yara, too, there was another guy um, who I wasn't sure who he was either. There was the Prince of Dorne, Yara, and then this other guy. 
Mm-hmm. To her right, I couldn't pinpoint him either. We got to see the floppy fish. Yeah, dude, that was the best relief ever. (laughs) Oh my god! Well, my experiences fighting in as a veteran of multiple wars has led to some types of skills and statecraft. (laughs) Sit down, (laughs) Uncle. (laughs) He was trying to like comedic. Yeah, perfect comedic moment. Yeah. Comedic timing because you know the whole audience around the world was yelling the same thing Sansa Shut just up. said. <laughs> he was trying to pre- like push himself as a potential king. Like nobody's taking you seriously, Mister Floppy Fish. So brutal. Uh, Heather also says Sansa's wanted to be queen since season one, episode one, and she finally got what she wanted. And Princess Sarah adds, and she never even got to sit on the throne. <laughs> No, she didn't. She got to touch it, and that was it. <laughs> well, Daenerys, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. The music oh, during yeah. that scene was amazing, Johnny. I, oh, you, I'm pretty sure you picked up on that. Zach, you actually, yeah. you you're, um, you pick up on music too, don't you, Zach? Um, how about that music when Danny was touching the throne? It was so ominous. It was, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I can't remember the, the uh, music when that scene started, and it was just her. And I think when John came in and then they were face to face, I think their theme a, from the boat came in yep, and it, it was yep. so good. Yeah, when and John was right walking out, fading to, out of darkness or fading from the darkness walking up, that's when those notes I think started hitting from that theme. Oh, and then when he was leaving the Red Keep for the final time to sail north as well, he's walking down the stairs feeling guilty for what he did. And it's playing sadly the John and Danny theme as he's reflecting on you know all, all that he sacrificed to uh, to get to that point and how she's gone and everything like that. Um, how about the, the the theme playing during the Stark Predator montage, like or whenever they're all shooting up, like sliding my sword in, doing like all those things to get yeah to get oh. the the, the, the ah. That music was really good. Like I don't remember that exact music. I know this the scene think, you're talking about, though. I think it was a Stark theme modified Stark. or something. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it's like so a version good. of a Stark theme. Nice, big, like with voices and strings kind of coming in together. It was really good, really good. Um, did y'all notice Sansa's throne uh, or chair or whatever it was? It was in front of the it hearth. Was, there? It was fairly simple. It was in front of the hearth, but on either uh, either post. Uh, it, it was like the square, but it, it went kind of straight up. And then it was the, the like the checkering that makes the wolf's, uh, I don't know, coat in their sigil. And then Sick. at the top were wolf's heads. Awesome. Really no, so cool. I didn't notice that. I'll check that on the second watch, definitely. I loved Arya's boat the same way. They followed that checkering up to the Viking-looking oh, yeah. wolf head at the top of her. Love that, too. Man. And... Um, was it? Oh, Princess Sarah's mentioning the small council scene at the end with all the banter, showing the characters like getting back into their own grooves and like that things right. are getting back on track and it's kind of business as usual. Um, that was a fun off. scene. I thought it was amazing. Not only is like you know he's he's up jumped cutthroat sellsword Bron, but he's on the like he he's made the most drastic journey of anybody from being nothing, nobody, sitting by himself in the in the uh, the, the tavern outside of Winterfell when Tyrion needs a hand and you know offering to help um or no when when Catelyn needed a hand to capture Tyrion mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he now is on the uh, on the small council it's amazing what a journey he's gone through you know, I'm glad a, to see him lot. sorry go ahead 
there's a Latin saying that uh, fortune nice. favors the bold, and he he was bold to stand up and say that he would you know help Cat Lady Catlin, and then he was bold to stand up at Tyrion's trial by combat at the Eyrie, and I mean just on and on throughout the story from there on out. Uh, he was, you know, he took he took Cersei up on her deal, you know, to take the crossbow north at the beginning of the season, and he just, you know, kind of played his cards, you know, as best as he uh, could at any given time, and ended up pretty much on top. Got to respect him, and so, I was happy to see him allied with with uh, Tyrion again at the end. That was really nice. <laughs> Tyrion, oh my God, sorry. Go ahead, Johnny. I was going to say, uh, Eber Ochoa in the chat, it's like, we still know what Pod did to those whores, but we know he's got some badass-looking armor now. Dude, so <laughs> he was in the, is he in the Kingsguard now? She called him Sir Podrick, yeah. and he was wearing Kingsguard yeah. armor, it looks like, so he's not going to be able to, uh, you know, take any wives? Seems like a waste of, uh, you know. He could still do what the Kingsguard was doing, you know, when they go true. visit Littlefinger's place. <laughs> that's true, that's and we true. Know, and we know that Bronn is going to rebuild the brothels. Yeah, well, absolutely. Tyrion will be in on that too. And, and we're breaking the wheel, right? So who's to say, like, being you know celibate and all these things is going to even going to be part, part of the, of the new vows. Night's Watch, part of the new, yeah, the new vows. Good point. You know, switch yeah. that up because that was that was corrupting people. I mean, Definitely. the Jedi proved that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Justin Aguirre Anza says, "Bran, King of the Six Kingdoms, Sansa, Queen in the North, John, King Beyond the Wall," with a big smiley face. Yeah, I think that's what they're getting at. Is it total full spectrum domination? Yeah, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, it's great. Oh, man. And Sarah points out. Um, Sarah Larkham points out that Brienne must have knighted a Pod now that he's Sir Podrick. Oh, yep. man, Lady Princess Sarah um, of House Von Daltron mentioning the reigns of Castamere playing when Tyrion found Jaime and Cersei's body. Oh, and it, it didn't look like the total collapse that I had thought had occurred there. I thought they were going to just be, like, buried amidst, like, a mountain of rubble, but... There was a you know it was a partial collapse by the dragon head and they would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, they were just standing slightly in the wrong spot. It sucks, man. But how do you oh, know what to do? Oh shit! Um, Ahmed Adel says uh, a Targaryen, John, alone in the world is a terrible thing. Oh man, he won't be alone. He'll Icarus two point He'll find her sister, uh, and he's got ghost as well, too. Oh man, that's brutal though. Now he really is the last Targaryen. That's right. It's, you know, that's in which right. Aemon thought he was the last Targaryen at the wall for decades too, right? So that's pretty interesting. Well, actually, no, he knew Daenerys was out there. God, it was such a good episode, man. I can't I can't imagine like another, you know, I mean, there's a, a million different ways it could have gone. Like I was like I said, I was imagining John getting on that dragon there in that last moment after he burnt the throne. Like, come on, man. Now I'm yours, you know, rightfully. Yeah, like, man, he's going to fly off. I'm not going to have no proof who stabbed Danny. You know, <laughs> except for, I guess, the deuce. Wait, John's missing, and so is the dragon. Mm. John's like, Habeas Corpus, you know, you can't arrest me if there's no body. <laughs> Habeas yeah, Corpus is like the, one of the founding Danny principles of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was crazy how he, like, scooped her up with his big old claw and flew off with her so delicately. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, Jesse Suhaka says, Ghost and Nymeria spinoff. That would be pretty awesome. 
And uh, Laura Jay is talking about Tyrion is smart again. All that time I thought he needed to be drunk to function, but it looks like this whole time he was just in love with Daenerys and couldn't do his duty properly because of it. Love is the death of duty. And sometimes, as Tyrion said, duty is the death of love. And we saw that in spectacular fashion as Jon's duty to the realm resulted in the end and the death of his love with, with Danny as he killed her in cold blood out of duty. That was amazing. I love that. I Reversing that trope was so good. I got a question for you, Duncan and Zach. Like, so we're talking about spinoffs, that kind of thing. I mean, realistically, it'd be kind of hard to do one like with Sansa and those kind of things because it'd be so involved with the other characters. But you could yep. totally do an Arya. Yeah, I was thinking that too. She's so young as well. Exactly. Come like, back in ten years, settling like a like an Aborigine kind of freaking like Australia kind of setting or something. I mean, just so <laughs> she many... just trains them all to be ruthless mur- murderers, like faceless killers. <laughs> And like finds a semi-civilized place where like a tyrant is running it and like belittling people and uh-huh. you could uh, so much you could do and who's all her crewmen? I wish we would have got a better shot of that. That's like, true. Who's all doing the exploration voyage with her? Is that so? What I want to see. Good I mean, that's question. Badass. Yeah, who would have been kind of fun there? for for her to team up with Yara? Oh, yeah. that would have been very interesting. <laughs> it was it was interesting to see Yara still loyal to Daenerys after everything, too. Like the way that, um, you, you know, that they, they like, her, yeah, true. It's I true. Mean, yeah, I had, had forgotten about there that. They're probably going down. She sees it, but she didn't see it go down. So exactly. just seeing the aftermath. She oh, man, I'm sure the children were already cleared out of the streets by the time she got there. So. Seeing is believing, and she didn't see nothing but the aftermath of the buildings and that kind of thing, I'm sure. But that she loved her. I mean, she she chose her in that moment over Euron. That's that's a that's a heavy, heavy weight. But she ended up I still saying I for title. What was that Zach? the episode title is the episode title I think is the Iron Throne. Oh really? We got a title? Yeah. Makes sense. Damn, that uh, would be over in my Cliven computer on it. Gliven? You're (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Man, what an episode. What a series, man. I feel like uh, I'm I'm just, uh, it's so sad that it's over, but it was... I'm ready to rewatch the whole thing, man. Yeah, me too. It was very satisfying to me, the ending. I feel pretty satisfied with it. Um, The thing is, with the past seasons, like season two and three both covered book two you know what i mean books previously had had like two seasons a piece if necessary and in this case we got two two books that needed to go down in two short seasons what is what's it called there johnny the iron throne he's right throne nice yeah perfect yeah got it awesome screenshot of her looking over her like Mongol horde mixing with the Nazi minions, like two completely oh different God. conquesting armies together. <laughs> that was so bugged out. Yeah, order and chaos combined. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, they, you know, two two books had to be crammed into two shorter than usual seasons in this case. So I feel like while things were rushed, it's you know it's just the way it had to be, and they can only include so much of the details that justify the sort of major character decisions and swings and you just sort of have to 
accept that that's the direction that things were going and you sort of have to imagine some filler yourselves to flesh this stuff out a little bit because they just didn't have the time they needed to make everything happen yeah. but i mean you got to respect what they what what they were able to accomplish with the time that they did have in my opinion that they did pretty and well at time i guess to to really bring this to the forefront because you see so many things this was db and weiss's decision to do these seasons this this short because I know that there's been a lot of things I've read where HBO wanted and George R. R. Martin wanted them to continue it longer. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is something that they had to sit down and decide, you know, I mean, do we vest the next four or five more years of our lives into making this like, like what Michael Keaton said, I don't want to just be known as Batman. And now he's been, you know, the vulture, he's done like tons of different things, but he could have been like Batman four times. The nineties would have been almost over and he would have not, you know, grown. So, that be coming from me where everybody's like, are you scared of these guys getting a hold of your Star Wars? I'm like, no, not at all. Come and get it. And they're making movies. So they're going to have to like, if they've got a trilogy, and let's say each movie's what, two hours? So that's six, and a, six hours to eight hours worth of time they got that they get to pour all into that. These guys' brains alone, like the show, the way they tied it all up, I'm so excited to see what they do with Star Wars. But... Yeah, the reason bringing I bring a whole that new up. level of gravity to Star Wars. I'm excited for Gravitas. Yeah, I hope it's an Old Republic series, man, and they do like the houses and all that kind of stuff. Raw and gritty. But, Speaking of yeah, gravity uh, in space, like the uh, bombs that they <laughs> drop onto the, uh, uh, what's the name of the big ship in the last... Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about, the, the where they're in the ship, but all those circular bombs drop straight down. They probably had, you know, no gravity. Like artificial gravity on the ship or, so, or whatever, or magnetic uh, things shooting the balls down. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah, there's no gravity, though. It's so funny. Jeremiah Becker yeah, I mean, says, I think Podrick is commander of the gold cloaks, maybe. Hmm. And she, oh, he also guard. mentions, yeah, the city, the city, city guard, um, city watch. City he watch, says, yeah. in Danny's vision of the of the throne, the next thing she sees is called Drogo and her son. I guess that meant she died and joined them. Damn! So that that was like she's there face to face with the throne. She reaches out to touch it, and then she hears Drogo calling and and goes out through the door and meets with Drogo. And here she's face to face with the Iron Throne. She touches it. And then she gets killed by John, and maybe is reunited with Drogo. So it's like, I wonder, like, if we went back and calculated the time between her reaching out to touch the throne and the number of seconds that passed before she meets up with with Drogo, if they would like line up between her reaching to the throne and then being stabbed by John. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful, man. I, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't put a great that connection. Johnny Stower says it is the Old Republic series. Man, if you could link where you found that info, I've read a bunch of articles, but I haven't seen anything confirmed by like Kathleen Kennedy or Star Wars or anything like that yet, that that's what the subject matter is going to be. So I'd appreciate it if you got some source. Ahmed Alzkira says, um, Alzikra says, I was expecting a scene with some hidden white walkers opening their eyes at the end of the episode. I think that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. It would have been cool, but it's like, they just got rid of them, you know? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. it, would, it would have made sense yet, but it would, it would have, you know, set up a cool, <laughs> another re repetition of how everything goes in circles. Yeah, I would have been a little like, well, that's kind of just... 
like <laughs> horror movie. Oh, you, that's like Danny like standing as like a half dead thing in Valeria, looking at the camera or something like that. Yeah, like, I'm coming back. <laughs> My friend uh, Adam Kruger, who doesn't watch the show but who loves the memes that have been being developed uh, as a result of season eight, <laughs> and sends them to me constantly. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he doesn't even watch the show. He's like, what? Well, how would you feel if? The episode ended with Eddard Stark waking up tomorrow, and it was all a dream. <laughs> like, what was that famous show Dallas that ended like that? Oh, that's what I was thinking about Lost Dallas. You're right. And, Lost uh, is where they're all waiting for whatever. Yeah, I thought it would have been kind of cool if Eddard Stark wakes up and has had this profound vision of the way that all these events unfold as a result of him not telling John who his mother was and him dying before he could do it. And he realizes I need to tell John, and like goes and just tells John the first thing he does when he wakes up. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool. Wow, that would have been badass. I mean, kind of like just that scene of like like age using CG to age John like down or give him a shave his, his <laughs> beard down and just sitting at the table like right when Robert and all of them are laughing. And I need to tell you something. Come here. Yeah, you're the king of the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> but don't look at Robert because he'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to execute this very smartly. Whole new show. Yeah. And Sean, Sean Bean will still die somehow. Oh, yeah. Inevitably. Inevitably. I mean, it had to happen, right? Let's see. I like that at the end of the, the, end of the Small Council episode, Tyrion goes back to his honeycomb and a jackass. Oh, my God. I almost shat when they, like, they cut off the joke again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was so disappointing. I know. There was some like Reddit commenter or something who came up with the ending for that joke that was actually really good. We posted it, but I can't remember exactly what it was at this moment. It was kind of involved. Pretty excellent, though. Um, I was pretty pretty amazed at how cle clever and crafty this joke was that this guy came up with. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Ukoyon says, I don't know what Dallas is. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I think the that's the name of the show, right? Isn't that it? There was uh, one episode oh, where Peter Griffin, like, doesn't The Simpsons, or sorry, one of those old episodes, The Family Guy, ends with, like, the, the ending of Dallas, where the guy wakes up and goes to the shower, and <laughs> that, like, that's the end of The Family Guy episode, that it was all, like, a cartoon dream or something. Oh, oh man. I thought it was super ballsy when Tyrion quit as hand of the king as well um that was oh, amazing. my heart my heart was pounding i was so scared for Tyrion. Right i then. know me too terrified yeah amy bolin down the street or the, on, uh, youtube says john the queen slayer yeah hey amy <laughs> and uh sarah christine princess sarah says uh are you planning on doing a live show following the documentary next week duncan yes we definitely should do that because they're mm -hmm. airing that documentary about filming this season um which sounds really cool we should definitely all hop on and talk about it if you guys want to come on you're more than welcome to get rachel get um get sarah on as well have cool. a good old, what, good is old it party same water um i'm not sure i don't remember it might be on right now, or it could be on, you know, some other time. I think it's next really week. Sure. Next week, is it's it? Next week, there's something like that. I can't remember. Nice. Yeah, that's that's cool. pretty... I'm looking forward to seeing it would that. Be nice. It would be nice if there was some kind of law in Westeros that says you can't 
basically you can't ha do double jeopardy with the Night's Watch. You can't be assigned to the Night's Watch twice. Uh, that would be kind of cool. Although the first time John wasn't assigned there, he, he chose to join it. Yeah, that's true. It was voluntary. Yeah. And I guess like you wouldn't, new life, if, if you die and then are resurrected, would all previous like charges go away and it's like a new cycle so it can't, can't be double jeopardy? Right. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremiah, yeah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Breaker on YouTube says, I think the guy next to Edmure was Helen Reed. Oh, I was wondering mm. about that too. That would have been pretty cool. And then Mira can come be the queen. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, with Bran, Bran. Here's your consolation prize. <laughs> yeah, totally. Let's see, what else do we got? It was Howlin' Reed, then he should have scolded Bran for doing Mira dirty. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. Doing her real dirty. Not as dirty as Jamie did Brienne, but still pretty dirty. Yeah. Um, Not as dirty as Brienne did the Seven Kingdoms by knowing all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around. <laughs> yeah, could have stopped that whole thing, probably. Um, there were some good lines in this episode. Tyrion, when he's talking with John, talking about Varys, saying, "Now Varys's ashes can tell my ashes." See, I told you, <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> that was so brutal. Oh, I was not looking forward to seeing Tyrion being executed. I was very nervous about that. I read um, something online with Bran that they were saying because we talked about in the other live stream like where did he go when he was in the birds that if his body would have been killed at that moment that he would have like transferred into those birds and that's why he was like I gotta go now just in case this <laughs> planned. Maybe. I don't know how true that would be I mean again but I was just thinking about that when we brought up Bran I don't know yeah, um, I don't know either weird. but if he, was, if he was able to warg Drogon, then he would be another king with another dragon. So nothing has changed. Yeah. Um, I noticed that there was that scene with where John was talking with Tyrion, and he's realizing that this is like the moment of truth, and Tyrion's like, you have to act. You have to make a choice now. You have to do it now. And he goes like straight to Danny and kills her, man. It reminded me of the scene after King Robert dies and Ned is presented with a choice. He has to decide who to back, how to act, whether or not to try to take Joffrey into custody, whether or not to join with Renly and move to make a move quickly before Cersei can make a move. And um, whereas Ned chose inaction, John broke the cycle basically and chose action and, you know, broke the wheel, you could say, by, <laughs> by ending Danny because it seems like she was just sort of going to continue the cycle, you know? As much as she claimed that she wanted to break the wheel, liberating King's Landing was nothing of the sort, you know? Sarah, uh, Princess Sarah says it is next weekend and in the same time slot. Nice. Thank you, Princess cool. Sarah. Looking forward to that. That is going to be awesome. And uh, Johnny says that he put the link to, um, to in our Facebook messenger group for the Old Republic. I'll send it to you. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. So many good things to talk about. I can't even keep my head straight right now. Um, yeah. That, I'm really watching. I'm so... So I know, right? Oh, the way that Ned was manipulated by Varys when he was in the black cells after being captured. You know, and he's like, you mm -hmm. think I care about my life? You know, like I, I'll live and die with honor. Um, basically, nothing you can do is going to 
or say is going to change that. But Varys says, what about your, your daughters? You know, they're at the whim of Joffrey and Cersei right now. You need to confess in order to save your daughters, basically. And that's what changed Ned's mind and made him confess. Um, there was sort of a similar parallel with John talking to Tyrion, and John John's like, she's our queen, you know, like it's, it's her call to do whatever she wants, basically. And he goes to leave, and Tyrion's like, what about your sisters? You know, <laughs> like the same type of thing. Like, like you're like you're not worried about yourself, but you got to worry about your sisters. Do you think they'll bend the knee? You saw what happened at the Tarleys when they didn't bend the knee. You know, like Sansa and Arya are toast, basically. And I think that's what really made John decide that he needed to take action. You guys agree? I agree with that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. That's, I mean, I was just looking at it from the simpler perspective of, oh shit, I didn't think about my sisters, but I never. Yeah, drew that conclusion between you know his his uh his adoptive dad and his uh and his own decisions. That's pretty good. I, yeah. I mean, again, just get back to the the last scene ending where the first like that tree line right out there, um, where it looks like probably where all those bodies were sprawled out by the White Walkers. I just love just like you just brought up the parallels of where they just tied so much back to the first season. I mean, yeah. I see people like, well, we'll never really know what that circle of body parts around that uh, Umber kid means. Like, what does that mean? It's like, did you want a whole episode where they explain to you like what that circle means? I mean, it's a white walker's symbol. I mean, uh, what the deeper meaning of it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, what uh, I just feel like they wanted Davos to be like a detective. Like, this must mean... You know, I, I don't I don't get that kind of thing, but I love how at the end of the day it goes back to the body parts in the circle at season one. Here's the body parts on the wall in season eight. That's the kind of stuff that fucking makes me excited about this show is how much the show just pays attention to itself. So like yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. What else is on your mind, Zach? Anything you want to mention? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, Pod, his armor looked basically like Brienne's, and he was pushing around the king. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm of the opinion that that Pod is uh, Kingsguard, not City Watch. Not, yeah, that's the vibe I got too. That's Just look right. at the armor. Yup, the armor. That's what that's what gave it away to me as well. Um, I thought it was a fitting that Grey Worm decided to take the Unsullied to Noth to um, yeah. protect Missandei's homeland in her honor and help bring peace to the people there, protect them from potentially being... Yeah. yeah, exactly. I bet you he'll team up. He'll get back over there to Daryar and Aharis and be like, man, they, we fucked up bad. We should have just stayed here, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dario. Too bad we didn't get to see more Dario. I thought maybe like things were going to be helpless for Danny and he was going to like pop in and kill Jon Snow or something. That would have been wild. <laughs> conversation between them two about that, though. They, he, he did what? And they let him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, get back on a boat. Let's go. Oh, so I'm remembering now the music that was playing when Danny was in the throne room. It was like um, a really slow version of the main theme song with a woman singing it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh man, it was so epic with like the ash falling all around her. And it was just like, damn. That's from the vision. But at the same time, I was like, I know this woman's evil right now, but I'm, 
I'm still there's still a piece of me like seven seasons strong that's like, yes, I know. You know like <laughs> she got there. You know, she's in the presence of it. You know, her victory speech was crazy, but that scene didn't feel like that. She didn't yeah. look all twisted, contorting or anything like that. She was just, I did it. I did it. Oh my God, I did her, it. Her zeal was a little unnerving though. Um, you know, like her wide-eyed, you know, John's like, well, we, it's your choice and my choice, but what What do they, you know, did, what What about their choices? All the other people, they don't get to choose. Yeah, you know, oh, no, like, no, oh my God. Once he walked in, yeah, that ended that. I'm talking about just that space before John oh, comes in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She was like, just this, I did it. You know, like, like that her touching it just like i can't believe this is true and I, i'm sure in her head it's like divisions are real that was real what i saw in the house of the undying here i am you know but she looked semi-innocent in that moment i guess is what i'm getting at and then when john walks in yeah she's just like mask back yeah. on screw this you know i'm you know then they'll die but that person because i'm so good i'm liberating everybody liberating little kids of their lives <laughs> Yeah, right. Liberating, liberating them of their lives <laughs> or from their lives. It's brutal. And she was still talking about, you know, freeing them from the grip of a tyrant. And it's like, open your eyes. Yeah. Get a mirror. Just look. Yeah. Go look in a mirror. Any you can't mirror. see the forest through the trees there, Danny. Yeah. Sarah Larkham saying Drogon was guarding Danny, but, but let john go through to kill danny <laughs> like like he knew <laughs> he's like yeah go for it yeah. that you were right though zach when he came hulking out of the snow there that was like one of the coolest moments of the entire series i think it was like Again, a dark souls moment zach was right about like you can't plan that no one saw that coming you know yeah. like that's the beauty of this show i mean even if it's not a big story point like those little things like that make this show uh jeremiah uh bricker and um YouTube saying the same thing. The fantasy genre and TV has been embarrassing until Game of Thrones. I hope we get more high quality fantasy now, like proving yeah. like it does. Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> so, you know, to be cheesy soap opera dialogue and things like that, and like low budget effects, that it's worth it. Ah Ahmed um, Adel says Drogon definitely didn't know and Jesse Suhaka seconds that saying Drogon just wanted to sleep man <laughs> he was just relaxing in the snow oh it's you okay yeah, good, yeah you're cool go past like when I was watching remember that time oh <laughs> that's true I forgot about that you're not gonna let me pass Drogon you've seen me naked man <laughs> I'm just happy to see it. it looks like i mean i've seen a couple uh disgruntled people when i was sharing some of this stuff and a few early on in that the first chat you launched but it seemed like they were disappointed but it looks like the overall consensus of this has been so far pretty positive pleased. i mean of course it will be completely different because the internet will just shake the shit out of it but you know i i enjoyed it man and i, I think that this has been really cool the last few after shows we've had have been like a positive space to talk about the show but not like I mean, we're not over here like, oh, it doesn't matter as long as, you know, they, you know, uh, everything they do is correct. Because, I mean, there had been some things like, you know, not seeing Dario and those kind of things get fulfilled that we can be overly critical on. But, well, yeah, we're critical, but we're not overly critical. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, 
I can't now looking at it that it's done think of like what's the alternative you know for for going from the last episode not I mean anybody can rewrite from season three forward I mean we could have Lone, Lady Stoneheart all these things we could do if we <laughs> wanted to but, but writing from the last episode to this how would you end it and that's what was aggravating me so much over the past weeks like just chill wait till next Sunday man we're gonna know you know and then that, when that's done you can you know go through and do all your, you know, from my basement retcons you want, you know, but <laughs> I think they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they did a great job. I, I feel like Game of Microphones has been like a little isolated bubble of <laughs> positivity or at least, uh, you know, like not too much negativity. Like, um, like you're saying, yeah, we're, we'll criticize a show where we see it, you know, making sense to criticize, but we'll also, you know, try to rationalize decisions that we made that they've made to, so we can, you know, mention that some of these criticisms are unfounded. I think we've done a good job debunking a good number of them. What does that say there, Zach? <laughs> when you all contribute to the group project in school, but you still get an A. Oh, it shows, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's in a nutshell. He's Hodor doing all the work for him. Mira doing all the work for him. Everybody doing all the work for him. Where he's like, I'm gonna go over there now. And just like wargs away, you know. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Thanks for dying, Theon. Man, <laughs> the other uh, the other complete positive that I noticed from HBO, uh, without spoiling too much, because a lot of people don't watch trailers and everything, but that trailer for Westworld season three looks amazing. Coming out of season two, which I did not care for, which I know. Oh, yeah, I heard season general. two wasn't very good compared to season one. I mean, uh, it's season got a. It's not spoiler, it's Jesse <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it, Zach. Yeah. Season I mean, two it was wasn't. Awesome. Season one was awesome. Season three is going to be awesome. But it, it, uh, they showed uh, Jesse uh, Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Looks like I guess he's going to be a starring role in the mm -hmm. next. Aaron Paul. Really? I like anybody with Ron Paul in their name. <laughs> his name, his name is A.A. Ron Paul. Yeah. He's done messed up A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. <laughs> oh, man. Travis, Lord Travis sent me a message. He says, I literally yelled yes when Tyrion started saying the mule and <laughs> the honeycomb and the jackass brothel story. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. Such a beautiful send off for all that. That I mean, the way it the camera faded. Oh my god! The, the slow Man, fade. So that scene when Tyrion. Sorry, go ahead. What was yeah, that, Johnny? Was, yeah, I loved him setting the chairs up too before they came in, showing how much pride he he takes, he takes. in like this. Like this is I'm the hand of the king. That you know I can't have them come in and not, and not look right. Let me because yeah. it's like why are they spending so much time on this? And you start getting into the psychology of it. And it's like okay. I get what they're doing here. Shows he cares. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really sad to see him broken to the point where he didn't want to be handed the king, you know, where like he didn't think he deserved it, when he's like one of the most ideologically pure and deserving of in, of that. And it's, it was sort of like um, when the past week when John, he was like, well, John doesn't want to be king. And Varys was like, sometimes those who don't want it are the best decisions, you know, like 
sometimes the best rulers are people who don't want to rule. And it's it's like Tyrion here. He's like, I, I, I've already been hand of the king and queen too many times. Like, I don't want it. I don't, and I like the way that Bran said that that was his punishment, you know, that you've made a lot of mistakes and you're going to spend the rest of your life fixing them. I thought this was a great penance for, yeah. for Tyrion. Very appropriate. Uh, so who wrote that? Sarah's bringing up the Book of Ice and Fire. Ah, the Mr. Ebros. Ebros. So that's the... That's the one, right? That's like, the one that who was, was yeah, the one who believed Sam about the White Walkers. But like, he, he, it was when they were walking through the library together, and he was handing Sam, Sam all these stacks of books, and he was like, "Oh, I'm writing a book about the wars, chronicling the you know, chronicling the wars that took place after the death of King Robert the First, and and the f following wars between the houses of the kingdoms." And Sam was like. He's like, it's called the chronicling of the wars that came, took place after the, <laughs> the death of Robert I. And Sam was like, oh, that's the title? Like, you could come up with something more poetic. So we had yeah. speculated that it would be Sam um, that may, like, redo that book with Bran's help to get all the inside information for all the point of view chapters and that it would be, like, Bran and Sam had written A Song of Ice and Fire, which was, like, George R. R. Martin's book. But here, I, you know, it was, it was appropriate saying that this chronicling of these these wars and, f and the factions after uh, Robert's death and the rise of Ice and Fire and John and Danny calling that like the F War of the Five Kings and everything, the Song of Ice and Fire. It was cool. I liked them pulling it all together like that. What did you think, Zach, about the about that? Yeah, that was that was fun. And and Sam says that he helped uh, Ebros with the title, you know, from his Ebros's long drawn out you know, uh, technical title that he had, but Ebro's when him and he was going through the library and stacking book upon book upon, you know, on Sam, he was like, okay, uh -huh. you gotta get, you gotta get your facts straight and be, you know, get, get the truth of what happened. But you also got to have some, uh, poetic sense about how to tell a good story. So yep. it was written, it was written by a good storyteller. And it was, you know, well put together. And so it was the perfect story. Totally. Cliff, Cliff on YouTube says the Starks finally get a happy ending. Even John and his element. Um, at least it looked like he was. Glad with the ending. Just want to know, wanted more. What happened to the Dothraki? You think that, were they on the boats? I didn't huh. notice that either. Yeah, good question. They're just terrorizing Westeros now. <laughs> just riding around. That's like the Mongolian horde has been released all across Westeros. Stop knocking down my shitty wall, damn Mongolians. <laughs> I don't know. Good question, man. I'm wondering, too, where well, are I, the Dothraki? Like, they're the new Kingswood Brotherhood that are just going to be menaces to society. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Definitely. I can see that. Yeah, I'm really glad. Uh, Joanne Abernathy says, I'm so happy to know other people liked this episode. As And uh, I'm in agreement. I hope that we learned that this episode had higher ratings than the previous few episodes. I'm really disappointed with the fandom, to be honest. I think that a lot of the criticism has been overly harsh and just ungrateful and unjustified, you know. I mean, I, Just like being Star Wars, man. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. Star Wars is the most toxic place ever. It makes Game of Thrones look like a bunch of happy pre-cares. It's true. It really I mean, is not. I mean, right now it's just because the season's out, but like Star Wars toxic fandom is like 24-7. <laughs> right, yeah. They they hate uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. and 
prequels and everything. Yeah, the but prequels yeah. too. Uh, so funny. Yeah, I'm hoping that they do some good Star Wars stuff. It'd be awesome. Uh, Sarah Larkham says, I knew Danny would have a short reign. That is true. Yeah. And Heather Hildebrand says, Dothraki were milling about at the docks. So, dude, I don't know. I am not sure what the deal is with them. Um, Alicia Stout says, I find it strange that Bran never wanted anything, yet at the dragon pit when he's chosen for king, Bran says, that's why I came all this way. So he changed his mind. Yeah, that was so bizarre. But then he says, like, five seconds later, well, if I don't want to be king, you know, I don't want to be king, you have to be hand. So it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just seem pretty okay with being king to me, buddy. (laughs) Maybe he just knew that he had to do it, you know, like, it's like his duty type thing. Because, you know, he didn't want to, like, go north of the wall necessarily either. He just, like, knew he had to. He's always been sort of transcended his, like, his own personal... Um, existence uh, from from early on in the story, we had taken note that he was very mature about his decision making. For sure, still think they're going to do the seven gods and all that. Is that going to still be like the religion of the land? The faith with, of the you know, seven. Brand? Yeah, basically, be like, well, you can really tell Rolor did his work here. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, the, the he's <laughs> he's like, I can tell you for a fact, the old gods are the true gods. You know, I'm connected right. to the network. <laughs> they take the, the religion of the north all across the seven kingdoms. Who knows? Or just put it all together and create a new one, I guess. Yeah, interesting, too, that the citadel escaped destruction. I've been worried about that for years, that there would be some kind of horrible tragedy at the citadel and we'd lose all this history and everything. So I'm glad that that didn't happen, but I'm also kind of disappointed that <laughs> that would have been pretty pretty intense to see, you know, like an attack on the citadel or something, like sections of the library catching on fire. I've been like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. For sure. What else is there? Um Oh, I liked uh, Arya had an interesting conversation with John, where she's reminding John that like you're not safe, Danny. She knows who you are, who you really are. You'll always be a threat to her. And she closes it out by saying, "And I know a killer when I see one." And I was like, "That's yeah. right, Arya, you do." <laughs> like <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, true. Yep. Well, I think that that pretty much closes out for me, guys. Tonight, I gotta. I'm ready to watch this again tomorrow. You're breaking up a little, Johnny. But uh, yeah, I'm, we... I'm about to close out on my side. But it's been it's been real, man. It's been a hell of a season. Definitely. You ready to close it out, too, Zach? Yes, sir. I think we got it pretty good. All right. Yeah, I think I am ready too. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and joining us. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the. Um, the ending of the series, and I think uh, at least over here at Game of Microphones, we're pretty pretty pleased with how they managed to pull everything together. So we're thankful for that, and thankful for all the hard work that the cast and crew have done over these years to make something so amazing for all of us. That's made us so happy for uh, you know all these right. years. So we're really thankful about that. Thank you um, to all the listeners for for um, being part of it and helping us talk through all, all of this and everything as well. Um, up and chat, man. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, 
We'll have our deep dive out in a couple days, too, as well. Rachel and I are going to take notes and do our recording tomorrow. So we'll have that out as soon as possible. And uh, if you guys want to give us a call to send us your thoughts, you can always hit us up, 813-JOFFREY. You can send messages to ravens at gameofmicrophones.com or hit us up on Facebook. Um, (laughs) Any of these these things down there or up there that you want to check out, (laughs) gameofmicrophones.com. You can send messages from there as well. (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Minds, and um, what's that last one? Twitch at GOM Podcast. BitChute, YouTube, Twitter at Game of Microphones. Or no, Tumblr, sorry, at Game of Microphones. Um, If you guys want to support the show, and like what we've done and want to uh, show your appreciation with a monetary uh, support, that would be helpful as well. We have a backer right now who's matching donations three times. So if you want to uh, donate, that would be the perfect time to do it. We'd appreciate it, and it'll help us stick around as we move forward past the end of Game of Thrones. We're looking forward to covering the books and uh, everything like that. We'll be covering the you know, Fire and Blood maybe first and then going through the entire book series and doing spin-offs, um, spin-off series of TV shows and the novellas and everything like that too. It'll be fun to cover Dunkin' Egg. Looking forward to doing that. It's going to be a really good time. So um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Again, thank you to Lord Zach of House Bruce for joining us today. Uh, it's been a great having you on these live episodes. Thank you so much for joining us, Zach. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank you. It's great fun. <laughs> yeah, you are very welcome. And it was definitely lots of fun. And Johnny, been great to having you on throughout the uh, the season as well. Appreciate it very much. Um, thank you so much, Lord or Archmaster Stitches, for being with us. Salute. Yeah, and make sure to check out Sirenicide, the serialized horror drama podcast going into its fourth season starring Johnny Stitches, Archmaster Stitches as Johnny Stitches, and me as the mayor of Morston, Texas, Malik Husto. Thank you guys for listening, and um, we will catch you in a couple days for the deep dive. Make sure to check us out on YouTube if you're listening to the audio stream of this just so you know, everything that we do is video now. So make sure to go to YouTube and check out our deep dives where we bring up on screen what we're talking about, show the comparisons side by side to other movies. Like that one, Johnny, that you sent with the Batwing and the Michael Keaton Batman flying yeah. up over the moon. Showed it side by side with Danny and, Dro- and uh, John and Drogon and Rhaegal up and down through nice. the clouds. You're missing out if you're not watching on YouTube. We're doing lots of cool stuff uh, on there. So <laughs> make sure to check that out. All right, guys. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being with us here, and we will see you 